Meta here. Welcome back to Alter Guild. My kids, like most kids, like to procrastinate at bedtime by asking me to make up and tell a story. A scary one, they say. A wild one with bad guys and heroes. And make it really long because you love us so much. Well, I'm zapped for creative energy by 8 p.m., especially now that we're all staying at home and distance learning, and my spouse and I are struggling to work between kid snack requests and fights. So I do not invent these stories upon request or out of thin air. I borrow them from scripture. They are quick to stop me a few sentences into the story. Is this from the Bible? And I'm quick to lie right back. No, it's from my mouth. Shh. But they are from the Bible. Scary ones. Wild ones. With bad guys and heroes. And once I'm finished telling, I confess my lie. I knew it, they shout in chorus. But then they agree it was a worthy story. And they don't actually mind all that much. One of their favorite bedtime stories is about two queens. In today's episode... I will tell about Vashti and Esther like I do a bedtime story, the same way I tell it to my children, scary and wild, with bad guys and heroes. So snuggle up. Here we go. Once upon a time, there was a king named Xerxes. And he had a really big kingdom called Persia. It was home to people from so many different places. They spoke lots of different languages and believed in different gods. King Xerxes liked to have a lot of parties for his friends and helpers. They would drink wine and eat big fancy meals and tell him he was doing a really great job. Even when he was not doing a really great job. He liked being the boss because he got to make all the laws and everyone else had to do whatever he said. The other thing he really liked about being king was having a beautiful queen. Her name was Vashti. She had to obey his commands too. So when he and his friends were having a party, he called for her to come to the party room. When she got there, he was rowdy and sweaty and bossy. He was showing off in front of all his friends. He told her to dance so they could all look at her body. He thought her body belonged to him because he was the king and everything belonged to the king. But Queen Vashti was sick and tired of doing whatever King Xerxes said. She didn't feel like dancing for these guys and wanted them to know that the only boss of Vashti's body was Vashti. So she said no. King Xerxes got embarrassed and angry. He threatened her and demanded that she dance. Well, now Vashti definitely didn't feel like dancing. No, no, no. No means no. She left the party and went to bed. King Xerxes and his friends were speechless. They could not believe someone told the king no. His friends had an idea. You should punish Vashti. You should take away her crown and say she can't be queen anymore. Banish her from the kingdom. We have to teach Vashti and all the women in Persia a lesson. 
Men are in charge and women should do whatever they say. Let's make sure that men stay more powerful than women. King Xerxes liked this idea, and he banished Vashti. She had to give back all of her queen stuff and move far away as a punishment for telling him no. That meant that King Xerxes needed a new queen. His friends organized a beauty contest, inviting all of the beautiful women in Persia who weren't married yet to come to the king's house so he could meet them and choose his favorite. The winner of the contest would become his new queen. There was a Jewish man named Mordecai who worked at the king's house, so he knew all about the contest. He had been raising his younger cousin Esther since she was a little girl because her parents died and she was an orphan. He told Esther about the beauty contest, but warned her not to tell anyone that she was Jewish. He wanted to make sure she would be safe at the king's house, since some of the king's friends and other leaders were known to bully the Jewish people. So Esther went to the beauty contest, and she won. The king chose Esther to be his new queen, she was both excited and scared. Excited because being a queen sounded amazing. Scared because she knew what happened to the last queen, Vashti, and she didn't know how the king would react if he found out her secret, that she was Jewish. Shortly after Esther became queen, her cousin Mordecai overheard two of the king's servants whispering about a plan to kill the king. Mordecai told Esther what he heard, and Esther was able to warn the king before he got hurt. This made King Xerxes love and trust Esther even more. She saved his life. But there was more trouble brewing. The king gave extra power to one of his close friends named Haman. Haman was so excited to use his power to boss people around that he asked the king to make a new rule. Whenever people see me, said Haman, they should have to bow down to me because I am very important. Haman noticed that Mordecai wouldn't bow down to him and that made him really angry. He wanted everyone to treat him like a god, but Mordecai wouldn't. Mordecai was Jewish, and he didn't bow down to people, no matter how important they were. He only bowed down and worshipped the one true God. Haman decided he didn't just want to punish Mordecai. He wanted to punish all of the Jewish people living in Persia. If they wouldn't bow down to him, then they would have to die. He came up with a plan, and he thought he could convince King Xerxes to agree. By now you know that King Xerxes is impressionable. He wants his friends to like him, and he usually agrees to the plans they come up with. Well, the same thing happened again. Haman convinced him to do something terrible, mean, and hurtful to a whole bunch of people by making Xerxes believe being the boss is more important than being kind. Letters were sent out all over Persia telling people they were ordered to bully and hurt and kill their Jewish neighbors on a special holiday set aside to get rid of everyone who worshipped God and wouldn't bow down to Haman. 
Isn't that terrible? That a king would encourage people to hurt each other? To treat one group of people like they don't really matter? To destroy the Jewish people? They'd already lost so much and had a hard time belonging in Persia. And now this. But don't give up quite yet. Mordecai decides to tell Queen Esther. She's been married to the king for a few years by now, and she has some power too. Maybe Mordecai and Esther can figure out a way to stop this law before people get hurt. Mordecai asks Esther to meet him so he can tell her how frightened the Jewish people feel. He reminds her that she is the queen, but she's also Jewish. These are her people and they need her help. They need someone with power to say something, to do something, to be brave and try to help them before it's too late. Esther is nervous. She likes being the queen, and while she's scared and sad for her people, who will get hurt according to this law, she can't think of anything she could do to help. Besides, she can't just go talk to the king. He has a rule that no one can come and talk to him unless he sends them an invitation first. She could get in big trouble by just showing up uninvited. But Mordecai has known Esther her whole life. He helped raise her. He loves her, and he knows she is stronger and smarter and tougher than she thinks. So Mordecai says, Esther, I know you feel really safe around people who know you as Queen Esther. This bad news about the Jewish people probably sounds really far away from your life with beautiful clothes and a crown and a king. But don't forget that you are also Jewish. You can't hide away and wait for this to fix itself. If the king's friends find out that you are Jewish, you could be banished like Vashti or worse. Your people need you. What if you are both queen and Jewish, so you can do something special for this very moment? What if you are the hero we're all waiting for? Esther is still scared, but she knows that Mordecai is right. She does have a lot of power, a lot more power than everyone else who is in danger. So she agrees to go and talk to the king, even though she's frightened, even though it might not work, because trying something is better than nothing. And she's prepared to get in trouble just like Vashti because this is the right thing to do. Esther goes back to her bedroom and puts on her most royal and beautiful robes. And then she takes a deep breath and goes to find the king. She stands outside his throne room, and when he sees her, he's not mad. He's glad because she looks beautiful, and whenever he sees her, he remembers that time she saved his life. He invites her into the throne room and says, Esther, I will give you whatever you ask for. Even if you're asking for half my kingdom, I will give it to you. Boy, did she catch him in a good mood. She's nervous, but she has a plan, and she's sticking to it. King Xerxes, if it pleases you, I would like to cook dinner for you and your best friend Haman tomorrow night. Please come and eat with me. And the king agrees. While Esther prepares the rest of her plan and the dinner, Haman is outside marching around town, making everybody bow down to him. He has so much power, 
but he still wants more. It still bothers him that Mordecai won't bow down. Mordecai doesn't even act frightened around him, and that is enough to ruin Haman's whole day. But Haman tries to focus on the bright side. Queen Esther and King Xerxes have invited him, just him, to dinner. That makes him feel really powerful and important. He can't wait. To celebrate, he makes plans and builds a stage where he will kill Mordecai after his fancy dinner. He convinces himself that all he has to do is kill Mordecai, and then he'll finally be happy. That night, the king can't sleep, so he starts looking through old record books and finds the article written about that time his servants almost killed him. The article says that Mordecai was the one who warned Esther about the plot. So Mordecai also saved his life. He had no idea. He would need to reward Mordecai for this brave and loyal deed. King Xerxes sees Haman and asks for his advice. Haman, how should I reward a man who deserves my honor and thanks? Haman thinks the king is talking about him, so he starts listing all the things he wants for himself. Oh, he should give him royal robes just like you wear, a crown, a horse to ride around town, and new rules that make this man feel even more important than he already is. The king agrees, and Haman is so excited, thinking he's going to get all these things, but they're actually for Mordecai. When they finally sit down to eat at Queen Esther's feast, she tells the king that she's concerned about this plan to kill all the Jewish people, and she tells him that she is Jewish too. The king is furious. I don't even remember making this rule. Who wrote this law and signed my name? Esther points to Haman, and the king is so angry. Haman has used all of his power to take advantage of other people, And Mordecai has used what little power he has to help other people. So the king decides they will switch places. Mordecai will get all of Haman's power and money, and Haman will be killed as a punishment. The king and queen set up new rules that encourage the Jewish people to defend themselves and fight back if they are bullied. And the king tells everyone that a Jewish man named Mordecai is now the king's closest friend and helper. And since the king doesn't want to harm the Jewish people, most of the people in Persia decide not to fight at all. Only Haman's friends and those who really hated Jewish people fought, and they were defeated. Queen Esther called for a day of celebration throughout all of Persia for all the Jewish people to remember this important day. When the Jewish people were blamed and bullied by powerful people, but kept their faith in the one true God, The day when their queen was afraid but acted with courage anyway. The day when the Jewish people were saved from murder, when word spread throughout all of Persia. The Jewish people have a place in our community. They belong here and we are a better empire because of their faith and their leadership and their love of God. To this day, Jewish communities celebrate Purim reading aloud the story of Esther at a great feast that gathers generations for theater and prophecy. There will always be Hamans, but also Mordecais. There will always be Xerxes, but also Esthers. It's a reminder of their people's bravery and beauty and belonging in every generation, and an invitation to consider. 
perhaps I have come into some power and more than one identity for this very moment. Alter Guild is hosted by Maytahara Carlson, Matthew Ian Fleming, Miriam Samuelson Roberts, and Derek Tronsgaard. This episode is edited by Derek. Alter Guild supports a network of podcasts. Visit our website to learn more about the network and find other shows. We'll be back again soon with another Tell It Again story from Scripture. Until then, go in peace. Live, love, serve, and alter. Alter.